Hey, welcome to the Chess Experience. On this show, it's all about helping adult improvers. I want to make learning chess easier for you to navigate, and I also want you to have a more fun experience along the way. I'm your host, Daniel Lona, a fellow chess amateur. Let's get to it. This show is sponsored by Chess.com, the world's largest chess community. Chess.com recently launched a new way to learn from your games with a feature called Insights. If you visit chess.com slash insights, you can get detailed stats and analysis in any of the time controls you've played and across any time period. What kind of things can you learn? Well, you can learn what time of day do you play your best, morning, afternoon, or night? What part of the game are you strongest or weakest, opening, middle game, or end game? Are you making more or less mistakes than opponents at your level? You can find out all this great info and much more at chess.com slash insights. Welcome to this week's episode. Fresh off her tournament victory at the prestigious Cairns Cup in St. Louis, our guest this week is WGM Anna Zatonsky. If you're not familiar with the event, the Cairns Cup is an annual chess tournament that takes place at the St. Louis Chess Club. It's a round-robin event that brings 10 of some of the best women players in the world. Anna is part of this tournament because she's had an amazing career, having won the U.S. Women's Championship four times. She's also been part of the U.S. Women's Team for every chess Olympiad since 2004. But going into this tournament, she was the lowest rated of the 10 players, yet she managed to win the event without a single loss. It was an inspiring performance by Anna. And based on my chat with her, it sounds like it has renewed her energy and motivation for her professional career. So in this interview, Anna talks about the highlights of the tournament and what she learned from that experience. We also dive into her chess journey and what she has on the horizon for herself now that she's won this prestigious event. We also have a discussion on her desire to prove that age is just a number. Here's my interview with Anna. I hope you enjoy it. Hi, Anna. How are you? Yeah. Hi, Daniel. Good. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm excited to chat with you. You know, you're coming off an amazing victory at Karen's Cup. Uh, and we'll talk all about that, uh, as well as other stuff uh, in your chess life. But uh, just to begin uh, our chat, you know, I know that was last month, it must have been a big event for you uh, to have that happen. And I mean, just just the emotions of it after winning and everything. Uh, what have you been up to since then? Have you had time to just relax and uh, kind of take it all in afterwards? Um. I'm glad to be here. And uh, yes, uh, winning Keras Cup, it was my probably uh, largest individual success in my chess career. And uh, I came home and it was last days of kids' school. And right now we are on vacation. So <laughs> yes, enjoying, <laughs> relaxing and almost forgetting. <laughs> With the kids, it's very good. easy to forget about chess. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure they can uh, help you take your mind off of it. So that's great. You're on vacation. Uh, you've had some time to relax and, and take a break from chess. That's good. It sounds like a good thing to do after all that. So yeah, like I said, I'm excited to have you on the show and, and chat about uh, your recent victory as well as um, different areas of your of your chess life. So yeah, let's start by by talking about your most recent tournament victory at the Cairns Cup last month in June. For anyone who doesn't know, uh, I mean, this tournament features some of the the best women players in the world. Famous chess names like Irina Crush, uh, Alexandra Kosinuk, and on top of that, uh, eight of the 10 competitors are grandmasters. So top level competition there. You know, you finished the tournament with three wins, an incredible three wins, four draws and no losses. What expectations did you have for yourself going into this tournament? Uh, speaking honestly, I didn't expect, uh, I didn't expect myself being in first place at all. And preparing for the tournament, um, uh, uh, I was thinking, okay, not last place, so trying to be, end up in place nine, eight, something like that. And I did some preparation and expectation was, speaking honestly, very modest because I had like extremely rough year and mm -hmm. uh, my rating, I dropped so many points and uh, I wasn't sure that I will recall <laughs> how to play chess so very good. <laughs> <laughs> my expectation before the astronomers was extremely modest, and I hate losing. Uh, <laughs> yeah. 
I was trying like really hard, really hard to do everything, uh, like all of the best, which, which I could do. <laughs> right. So, so going into this, like you said, you had modest expectations and it didn't sound like you had a whole lot of time to prepare either. Cause you said, you said you just, you had a difficult year. Do you feel like you had a normal amount of preparation time for a, a tournament like this for yourself that, that you usually would have had? Uh, probably more, probably more. I was uh, like um, concentrating on some uh, calculation skills. I was uh, like uh, saying that, <laughs> you know, when you have kids, it's always something happened and always you have something to do. But this time I said, okay, this is time. I closed the door. I prepared. I studied chess and uh, I mostly focused on um, like uh, calculating variations, sol solving puzzles, like uh, a technique, uh, like mm -hmm. uh, to keep my mind uh, working for a couple hours. So this was my most preparation. And uh, definitely I did more than um, before and uh, mm -hmm. it paid off. Yeah, <laughs> very happy. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. So... When you look back on this tournament, do you feel like that was a, a contributor to you performing above your expectations or, or were there other factors? Okay, speaking, speaking honestly, I don't know. This is, <laughs> this is like one of the mystery of century, why it happened and uh, why I was able to recall my chess strengths. Because like uh, about 10 years ago, I was uh, extremely high rated. I was 25, 37. And if you recall uh, this rating, I would be number one in this tournament. Mm -hmm. Yes. But yeah. it was uh, since then I dropped like many rating points and not only rating points, my chest strength went down, unfortunately. And mm -hmm. um, I, I don't know what happened. Just maybe some stars on Sky were <laughs> definitely <laughs> with uh, certain luck. Yes. And... Um, I try to uh, to change the way I think, like in everyday life. This is also <laughs> I mm. try. I was thinking a lot how I prepared before when I was twenty five years old, like the way how I studied chess, and uh, I try to build my training sessions like everything like was uh, many years ago. <laughs> Before oh, kids, oh, before everything, and uh, like I don't know, maybe some somewhere mentally, it's also helped. And, uh, okay, yeah, well, that that sounds like it could be a factor that you. But speaking you honestly, know, I don't know. Yeah. I think uh, next year for the next Karen's Cup, even if I will do exactly the same what I did this year, I'm not sure if I would win. <laughs> um. So yeah. So how did you feel like? Both right after you knew that you had won the tournament, I guess what? No, this is was uh, this is feeling and uh, just incredible feeling. I didn't believe that I could win it and, uh, until I really won, until uh, it was interview. And uh, yes, Sir Saravan said like, sorry, Irina, we need to stop because like uh, Irina's game uh, finished and draw and they uh, already it was uh, clear that I took first place even without uh, last round. Yes, it was... <laughs> Only at this point, I believed that I won this event. And yes. And I remember walking to interview, I like I was analyzing Irina's position in my head and said, okay, this is a draw. It must be a draw, so I will be first. Yes, but it was not official yet. <laughs> I mean, you had a, a strong performance from beginning to end. From what I could tell, there wasn't, you know, there wasn't any dips there wasn't any moments where you had to worry uh, about you know um no but my first game i was worse in my first game and in second game i won but also it was not it was not really a smooth game like second one especially blunder and okay. stalemate <laughs> in winning <laughs> position which fortunately I, I didn't see during the game <laughs> right right um at what point did you, or was there a point during the tournament? Was there like after a certain round, did you kind of say to yourself, you know, I might be able to to win this tournament? No, now? It, it was no point. 
<laughs> it was only only after one only only after round eight interview gotcha gotcha well you know there's there's one game in particular i like to focus on uh that stood out to me and, and perhaps others uh maybe just because of the competition in around four uh you know you played the former world champion alexandra and uh, you play the French, and uh, I thought you had an amazing victory. Now, forgive me for not knowing this. I, I I did try to look this up, but have you played Alexandra in a classical Yes, tournament? I played Alexandra. We played uh, five classical games in our life, and guess what was our score before this game? I don't know. Like, I, I'll, I'll say that she had she she probably just based on rating that she she had uh, the most wins. So maybe three two. It was four one, but in my favor. Okay. Yes. Really. Hmm. So probably she has like worse score in her career against me. Yes, I don't know why she has such a bad score. And uh, I was plus three and plus four okay. after this game. So, okay, well, that's So that I, will, I wasn't like really game. afraid yeah. of her. Of course, I know that she's a, such a strong player and uh, I would be happy with a draw as playing black. But I wasn't afraid. Probably I would be like more if Kaniru Hampi would play. It would be make me more nervous, probably. Interesting. Yeah, so that, that definitely uh, addresses the other question I had for you about it was how you felt going into it playing against her. But you knew that you <laughs> you have uh, you had a good uh, track record against her in the past. Yeah. So I assume that gave you confidence playing her. Yes, but in Blitz, in Blitz and Rapid, in online, she's beaten me badly. <laughs> <laughs> in, with other time controls. Do you remember around what point you felt confident that you'd win that game? No, when I played Queen A6. When I played Queen A6, I saw that I'm winning pawn on A3, and after this, it was, it was very clear that my position is winning, uh, and uh, that I'm winning. And, um, okay, we exchanged queens. Without queens, I think uh, white has no chances. Even I converted my advantage in uh, so many moves. It was very clear that it was always a winning game. So just a couple of um, uh, last questions about the, like, the tournament itself. Did, did winning this tournament give you any extra motivation for your competitive plans for, for the year ahead? Has you know inspired you to maybe do more tournaments or take on any new challenges or anything like that? Uh, yes, it was very, very inspiring. And I really hoped I will get maybe like wild card from America for World Cup, which will mm -hmm. take place in Baku. I didn't qualify. And I really, this was, <laughs> this was my hope. Okay, I didn't get like any wild card. Okay, officially I didn't qualify, so there is nothing to complain about. And um, this was kind of gave me motivation, so maybe to have another try in World Cup. But yeah. okay, uh, I really hope do better in the U.S. Championship, in the U.S. Championship than I did before. Mm -hmm. And... Um, Yes, before this event, I was playing so badly that uh, I was thinking maybe it's time to to stop competitive chess. And, hmm. <laughs> and um, <laughs> uh, this was funny thing that after round eight, it was actually very difficult to play in the last round because you already won event and you are answering on many like... Uh, 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 friends who congratulates you and instead of <laughs> instead of preparing <laughs> you're kind of busy with other things and um, yes this was um, uh, um, <laughs> this was uh, very di uh, very difficult and um Okay, so what was the question I'm answering? <laughs> uh, that's okay. Um, yeah, just um, asking you if winning this tournament, uh, you know, kind of had a positive uh, yes, effect yes, for yes. your and, future and I, plans. Yeah, very good friend of mine. He just, uh, instead of saying, like, Anna, good job, he sent our, what I wrote, uh, like, uh, two months ago or before this tournament, that's about, like, how how difficult to play chess, how, like, <laughs> <laughs> that I will probably stop and everything. I was laughing so badly <laughs> reading <laughs> reading what what I wrote. <laughs> this was the funniest thing I read, and yes, it's totally changed my plans for my chess career, for my chess results. And I think I still can play chess. I, I still can play good chess and can calculate, can like do my best. 
Yes, and that's yeah. why I think uh, I have extra motivation to study more before U.S. Championship. And um, right, right now I don't have plans, and maybe World uh, Rapid and Blitz Championship. So I think mm-hmm. I will uh, try to prepare well, better than other years. And um, yes, and compete for the best place there. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. I'm glad to hear that it gave you, you know, extra inspiration and and maybe more confidence in your abilities too. That's that's fantastic. That's great news. What's the uh, next big tournament for you on the horizon? Okay, for sure, I can say for sure it's um, U.S. Championship and maybe World Team Championship. But this, uh, since my rating goal was very low, I'm not sure even if I qualify for the World Team Championship. Okay. It's in September. And I don't know which rating they will take. And uh, like, like, like I said, I really dropped like many, many rating points. But of course, after winning Karen's Cup, gave me extra. And right now, I'm like, uh, I would win in the team. But I, I don't know which rating they will take. Uh, hopefully, the higher one. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so they did. They didn't send invitation yet, and this is July, so they can take July rating, right? Right. Yeah, there you go. Speaking of of higher ratings and things like that, from this tournament, you earned your first norm for or your first GM norm. How did that feel? Were you surprised? Yes, I was very surprised. Also, I didn't know it's possible to do it in eight rounds. Hmm. So this is very new rule. And I was not sure if it's uh, true until, uh, I don't know, 100 people told me. <laughs> yeah, because Canero Hampi forfeited from the tournament, and uh, they have some new regulations on that. Yeah, yeah. So did that? I don't know if this is a silly question or not. I, I don't know if it's just like a just a, a bit of great news that you take and say, okay, right, that's that's awesome, fantastic, uh, or if it has you thinking about trying to earn a second norm at all. I didn't think about it yet. <laughs> yes, yes, I'm thinking maybe to play more tournaments in St. Louis. They have they run wonderful norm tournaments, and uh, yes, now I feel more comfortable, confident, yeah. confident about it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Just uh, one last question that's connected to the tournament, although it's not directly about the tournament entirely. Um, you said in a post game interview from it that. Uh, quote, you said, I was trying to prove that age is just a number. Um, I, I love that. I love that sentiment and goal. Um, I, I don't know if you are aware, but my audience is, you know, it's all adults and they're at the club level. And, you know, when we're in that category, uh, there's a tendency to worry about age affecting our ability to make progress and and things like that. And, and, you know, I don't want to say that it's completely irrelevant, but sometimes we can get down on ourselves a little bit or or a little too worried about age being a factor. So, you know, I just, I just curious if you wanted to, you know, maybe just elaborate on that a bit, because I think, I think that sentiment could be very (laughs) inspirational and hopeful for, for a lot of (laughs) listeners. (laughs) I'm very sorry to disappoint uh, like our <laughs> our <laughs> audience, but okay, uh, <laughs> age is a number and not a number. So this mm-hmm. I, I want to prove it. I want to prove it, but also like level of energy sometimes uh, not uh, not as high as it used to be twenty years ago. And like I said, mm-hmm. I just uh, recall my chest strength, which was twenty years ago. Okay, not twenty ten years ago. Like I said, without Canero um, uh, Hampi, if for my rating, if you take my rating ten years ago, I would be number one in this tournament. Yes, mm-hmm. and um, but also like with age, I think we should learn about our chest strengths, about our habits, and um, having this knowledge, we know ourselves better, and maybe this can help us to play like better chess. Maybe you know in which type of positions you are playing better, which opening you like, and things like that. And uh, yeah. also depends what do you, what do you want from chess. If you want to become a world champion, and you're twelve hundred with and forty years old, I'm sorry, but <laughs> it's not realistic, right? Sure, sure. Yes, but if you're had like rating eighteen hundred, 
when you were like uh, 20 years ago, now you have 60, and I'm sure you can get back on your top rating. And making progress sometimes is more difficult. And also depends if you want to make progress from 1,000 or from 2,000. Right. And um, preparing for the tournament, I was uh, sometimes uh, thinking about who can, like, what kind of coach could uh, help me. And uh, (laughs) I was thinking maybe somebody around my age and not uh, who understand what's going on in... uh, uh, in human body, if you want to make progress, like how tired sometimes, because like kids, they have much more energy level. And um, mm-hmm. I remember having conversation with Ivan Sokolov and he explained me the way how, <laughs> how he thinks. And sometimes I think like as mm-hmm. older you get, as you have like slightly different way you calculate variation, you approach to the game. But maybe I'm talking about um, uh, grandmasters level. Maybe it's not. It's not true for club players. Sure, sure. Uh, well, that's interesting that you said that you wanted to work with a coach who you know kind of understood, um, you know, maybe maybe some of the the challenges that come with being a bit older. And also, and also, sometimes older people they also have kids, so they also have wives, and they understand yes. more <laughs> what we are going through. That's this reason why. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, the lifestyle aspect for sure. Yeah, you don't have to share who your coach was or anything like that. I know that sometimes. No, that, my husband is coaching me, and before the oh. tournament, uh, I asked a couple, a couple guys to help me. But this question, this answer, I really. Hate was like you have grandmaster at home. <laughs> Why do you ask me? <laughs> so no, this is okay. He, uh, my husband is, was really helping me with openings and like preparing now before the game. It was I want to thank him for being patient and <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes it's not easy, but uh, really uh, with opening this is very important nowadays. Uh, having a uh, uh, grandmaster who could. Uh, who's opening on level 27, 2800 sometimes. It's really mm-hmm. something that's amazing and I really appreciate it. So let's, uh, let's kind of shift and talk about just the beginning for you in your own chess life and how your journey began and unfolded. My first question for you about that is, you know, you grew up in Ukraine. What was it like there being in a chess family where, you know, both of your parents are, are strong chess players? Did they encourage you to take it seriously and compete a lot? Or were they just happy you, you played the game? <laughs> uh, I think in the beginning, they were just happy that I played a game. And uh, of course, they were very supportive because you need to spend money, you need to spend your time bringing a child on every chess tournament possible. Yes, of course, I am like have to thank them for doing this, being patient with me and my father and my mom. Uh, they were my first coaches, and uh, yes, they were very supportive. As a child, I had many many interests besides chess. And mm-hmm. I was doing like track and field, like everything possible. possible. <laughs> and uh, I, I remember at age of 13 and uh, like I had like some uh, some small surgery and I could not do sports for a couple of weeks. <laughs> and I won, <laughs> I won champion of my city. I'm from Mariupol. I became a champion of, um, of Mariupol among adults. And it was kind of booster boost me like toward to chess i took chess like more seriously after that even before i like i was very strong on in our city and then uh, it was more motivation for me and uh, i studied chess even more and uh, back so these days we don't we didn't have computers i remember i had like 30 books around me like sometimes writing down some openings some instructive games and I still have this all of these notes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so was that uh, did that did that kind of change how you spent your time after that? You said you had a lot of interests alongside of chess when you were starting to learn how to play and all that. So after that that tournament victory, did you you know start to set some of those aside or you know and and really just expand how much you spent on how much time you spent on chess? 
Yes, I think after this, I like, uh, okay, in certain age, like all kids, they play, uh, they do like soccer, hockey, everything, then they stop. It's kind of normal, right? And they like trade, they do magic courses. <laughs> and uh, yes, I, I think uh, as far as I remember, I didn't do anything major. I did a little bit like table tennis, maybe try a little bit different things, but mostly focused on chess. During that period, uh, were there players uh, that, or, or maybe even a coach that that inspired you to to keep improving, whether it was players from the past or, like I said, someone close to you? Was there someone who just kind of um, fueled the fire for chess for you? Um, my main motivation, of course, like my father was always my main coach, but in certain uh, uh, we stopped working because sometimes like kids with parents there, I, I was a teenager I don't know exactly when we started working together, like maybe it was 16, 15. And of course, he was still uh, like helping. We analyze the game together. And uh, uh, in Mariupol, we didn't have like many coaches. It was some local uh, coaches, which I also would like to thank. It was some kids groups. And my main motivation that it was 90s in Ukraine. And after Soviet Union collapsed, Ukraine was pretty poor country. Like, my parents didn't have good salary. And uh, I think main motivation was, like, <laughs> get out from... <laughs> okay, it wasn't poverty, but <laughs> still, like, chess just opened so many doors for me. I remember I played in Romania, and Mariupol is on the other side of Ukraine, and you have to cross... Ukraine is a huge country. You have to cross the entire country to get to... Romania, it was like three days of traveling, <laughs> buses, trains, buses, trains, and I was like happiest person uh, on the earth because, okay, I was able to uh, to see new country, to play chess, to eat good food, <laughs> and uh, Romania, and uh, I remember like all my cl like classmates were very envy that, wow, she doesn't go to school, she goes abroad, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and this was probably motivation. Okay, I loved the game. I love chess. And this is also like spending uh, time in foreign country with interesting people. This was my inspiration and my, my motivation. Mm, yes, and, yes. And like uh, every game I took so seriously, I concentrated a lot. It was so important for me. Yeah, that's great. I love hearing that you said that... Um you know, that, that chess opened a lot of doors for you and just hearing how seriously you took it. Um, and for Americans, I, like now for Europeans, they don't have this motivation. <laughs> they have something different, probably. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and I mean, that kind of tracks with what, what I observed ab just about your career, just from, just from knowing, uh, you know, just a little bit about that time in your youth about it. By 21, you had earned the WGM title. Two years later in 2001, you earned the Ukraine Women's Chess Championship. Um, or you won, I'm sorry, you won the Ukraine uh, Women's Chess Championship. You know, looking back at that time period in your teens, maybe early 20s, was it pretty clear all along for you that you would just, that you were going for being a professional chess player? Or were there any other careers that you were considering around that time? Uh, no, this is not, was not so smooth. Um, I uh, graduated from school at 17. Then one year I was like trying to play chess. Then I went to university. I studied finance and accounting in Donetsk University. And uh, my rating was around about 2300 plus, And it was on the same level for about maybe five years or so. And uh, I took uh, study very seriously. And um, unfortunately, uh, when you're 18, you don't uh, like sometimes quite understand what do you like, what do you want to do for a living, and uh, unfortunately, this was uh, a wrong choice because uh, okay, this is not what I wanted to do. <laughs> yes, and uh, like uh, two years, nobody knew that I was chess player. There I was okay. I was away, but still playing chess, but taking all classes very seriously. And then, uh, like uh, maybe you saw, uh, my rating just jumped just jumped and uh, I became uh, like, I think, number one or number two in Ukraine. It was jumped over 2,400. I was number 19 in the world. I won like many tournaments. I finally, finally 
achieved my last woman GM norm. And uh, yes, around the age of uh, 20, 21, uh, I decided that chess will be my my profession. Mm-hmm. I was in a uh, Ukrainian uh, squad for like playing Olympiad. So this was not so smooth as was some uh, period when I didn't know that it will be my profession. <laughs> uh, do you remember what caused that jump in your rating at that time? Um, this is sometimes you study, you study chess, you are playing tournament, you don't have like much progress. And then you are like jumping. Um, uh, like my son, uh, he was playing chess online, playing, playing, solving, solving study. And he was uh, at the same, about the same rating on internet. And suddenly in one, in one week, he achieved like 200 points. <laughs> so this is what happens with kids. So, so you study, you like collect some knowledge, knowledge, you're reading books, and then you have such a breakthrough. And probably yeah. this was with me. Hmm. Okay, yeah, that's really interesting. Maybe, maybe before before it was a lot of pressure. Okay, I don't study. I have to play good, that I'm not playing good. And then I was in university, it was less pressure because I'm student. <laughs> <laughs> so this also could be a reason. Or maybe right. it was time to time for all this knowledge I have for all this thing finally work for in my way. Yeah. So, um, how many years were you in university? Uh, in university, I started was almost uh, three years, and because I took breaks, when my chest went up, I took like one year break, then another break. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't graduate. I have diploma for like for. Um, uh, chess teacher, sport teacher, but I didn't graduate for the final three years, and I have probably enough classes in for yes. But it was like long story. They changed program because of yeah. I I see. It was around that time, like maybe towards the end of your university. Period yes, and you, also yeah. and also like I immigrated to America. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, so that, that kind of brings me a bit to another topic I wanted to talk with you about, which is your experience in Olympiads, which you know I know has been extensive over the years, um, both representing Ukraine and then, of course, the U.S. Uh, for years later. And you mentioned to me before we did this interview that a couple of those in particular stood out to you as great experiences, memorable experiences. One I'd like to talk about with you is the, the 2004 Olympiad. Can you talk about why that one... Uh, I think it's like more, uh, uh, I remember more uh, like 2008 Olympiad. Okay. <laughs> 2004 yeah, was also that. very, very, uh, just uh, <laughs> uh, having experience moving to America and being a part of training uh, with Gary Kasparov. Before this Olympiad, we had uh, like, uh, I think probably it was the uh, first time and uh, the only time that we had a couple of training sessions before Olympiad. Mm-hmm. And it was Kasparov chess foundation, uh, Susan Polgar uh, involved also. And, uh, you know, like having uh, Gary Kasparov as a coach and being just around uh, around of him was uh, really amazing experience. And it's definitely give a lot of motivation to play chess. And uh, But before this Olympia 2004, I felt like so much pressure that we have to win this. Okay, not win, be in top three. So this was a goal, to win a medal. Mm-hmm. It was so much pressure. And I was uh, like playing uh, long games. And uh, now we have uh, 11 games every Olympiad. And back in 2004, we had 14 games. And mm-hmm. I played all of them. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember our coach, Chernin, he told me I was like so so tired um, going for the next uh, for the last game he told me okay Anna believe me or not it doesn't matter what you will do it will be over in five hours it will be over <laughs> and I was thinking oh my god I'm so happy this will be over <laughs> like every game you know you're not playing for yourself but for the team for the national team it was so yes and 14 games 14 it's really a lot and I won my game and we took even a silver medal so I was very happy about it. And um, and Olympia 2008, we were kind of underdogs. We were not so strong team. And uh, yes, we did good. And uh, it was 11 rounds and I played, I think, 10. And mm-hmm. 
I won uh, uh, also gold medal on my board, on board number two. And this Olympiad, it was, was, was such, such a good friends. We were like hanging out together, like celebrating. And it was kind of uh, also unexpected. So we were number rated maybe six, seven. I need to check. Yes, it was a very big surprise that we took um, a bronze medal. It was uh, Irina Krash, myself, uh, Rusadan Galitiani, uh, Tatiefa Brahamian, and Katerina Rahanian. Yes, and uh, this Olympiad, I remember, it was like so many emotions also, and it was less pressure <laughs> for <laughs> us. And uh, I remember especially last round, um, we played with his friends, and friends, they had very strong board number one and two. And three and four was also str uh, strong, but not so strong as these two. And I saw that number one is Irina had bad position, that most likely she is going to lose. And um, I could repeat position. My position was worse. And But still, even if you're worse, you cannot take a draw if your team is not winning. And for us only... We had to win this match, and I had about like one minute on my clock, and I stood up. I I, I had to evaluate board three and four <laughs> because <laughs> they didn't they didn't sit next to me. They were like uh, like one meter behind or not in front of me. Yes, and I had to evaluate. <laughs> Make evaluation is better be right. Yes, and then I accepted draw or I claimed. I don't remember. And I couldn't even watch uh, all these games. I was like walking and checking from from somewhere, from far away results. And the girls won their games. And uh, we knew that we, our tie break most likely will be uh, like uh, higher for, we tied for third place. And when we finally yes. saw like final results, we were like screaming. And our coaches, <laughs> Kaidanov and Khodorkovsky said, okay, we knew that. <laughs> <laughs> it was a medal because they could hear us from somewhere far away. Um, yeah, you mentioned, you know, Irina Crush was on your team for that one. I'm just curious about that because I know that you competed heavily against her at, you know, U.S. Women's Championships throughout the year. She was one of your main competitors uh, there. What is that like, the dynamics of that, then having, you know, becoming teammates for that event? I mean, is it easy to transition to seeing... Um, one of your you know, top competitors as a teammate? <laughs> <laughs> Before this uh, Olympiad in 2008, we had like bit uh, uh, huge issues with Irina. And uh, I remember like, it's like team uh, team competition, they're very special, chess Olympiad. And when we played uh, uh, first time also, I think when we played on stage with China, I drew my game and um, Katerina Rohanian won her game. I think Irina lost or drew. I forgot what was. But I was like rooting so much for her. You cannot imagine. So you win, wishing hmm. like team win. And then um, and then we beat Russia. So I won my game and she won my game. And after beating Russia, our relationship was much better. <laughs> <laughs> so like true team spirit. Yeah. <laughs> After this, uh, like, Olympiad, and um, this was amazing, especially, like, beating Russia, who is always uh, such a strong team and main rival. Yes, mm -hmm. our relationship was better. And, like, teams, we are, like, always rooting for each other, and not only with Irina, with other girls, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's great. Team uh, competitions uh, are very special. Yeah, that's great to hear that it kind of turned things around after that. One other thing I wanted to ask you about that you mentioned was being coached by Gary Kasparov. I imagine that's, you know, the opportunity of a lifetime. Was there anything that stood out to you that you remembered from that experience getting coached by him? Something that, you know, really, <laughs> okay, really helped you with ago, your game? 20 years ago. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? I know, it's clear as day right now. Um, I don't know. It, it could have just been, I, I don't know, anything anything at all that stood out to you. Just to, just. Uh, just sort of like the surreal quality of being coached by someone like being, him or any yeah being very shy and uh, like afraid to ask him questions and mm -hmm. <laughs> afraid to talk around him and uh, yes actually this is also i wanted to recall he said that uh, i have very good like calculation skills mm. and uh, yes this was i was trying to also recall and uh, <laughs> before Karen's cup and train to my also strong, strong sides. 
okay, yeah. we had we had training sessions. I think uh, two times, maybe two or three, and it was not only me; it was other other players. And um, I remember one day, like young Car- Fabiana Caruana came to show his game, and he was such a such a small child. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. The, uh, um, yeah, v- very cute, small child, probably the cutest I know. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I guess just shifting to a different topic uh, a little bit. You've you've been a, a mom of two children now for for some years, and I was just thinking there's there's probably not enough discussion in the chess world about in interviews like this or in articles or whatever in, in the media uh, about what it's like to be a mom while also competing at a very high level year after year like you've done. Can you just talk a little bit about what that's like juggling the two, the, those those two big uh, life journeys of being a mom as well as a, a professional player? Uh, in certain points, even like being uh, with a rating of uh, 20, above 2,500, I basically stopped playing like competitive chess because I thought um, at this point, maybe it was better for me to be at home. We have some uh, medical issues, problems with my daughter. And mm-hmm. basically, I put my chess career on the shelf and uh, I played US Championship, played Olympiad, but I didn't play like some events. Um, Okay, I don't want to call them random. I didn't play like open tournaments and uh, other competition which I could play. And uh, this is not um, this is not uh, easy because uh, uh, chess requires a lot of travel. And like mm-hmm. chess Olympia, this is event almost two weeks, and other tournaments as well. And uh, especially my husband is also a chess player. And uh, this is this is not easy, and this is one of the reasons why many women stop playing chess. That uh, okay, kids kids need a mom, and um, and at this point we have. I also had to consider different uh, issues of uh, what is more important, uh, what is more important, if I can balance it or I cannot, and. Um, also, like I said, uh, maybe why <laughs> my Chess Olympia 2008 uh, for me is um, more memorable, more important, because I think I have two stages of my life. One uh, mm-hmm. life before kids, before having kids, and next uh, part of my life after having kids. And I don't even remember much. <laughs> I like It's like I began uh, like new life. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it stays it stays apart, and maybe that's why. Like about Gary Kasparov, I am trying to recall what impressed me the most, and I don't remember. And, <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, with kids, uh, with kids, and uh, like before Karen's cup, uh, I was able to spend like three days uh, with my friends in New York. With uh, I met my good friend Olga Sagalchik in New York, and also I like studied chess there, so I relaxed. Um, couple days uh, and um, this is also this was I want to do before US championship uh, three days without family and uh, I don't know this is not easy to balance and before the tournament um, in um, interview I was asked about my role models and I mentioned um, three women who are not so famous as uh, Polgar. Of course, Polgar, we all admire her for skills, what what she did in chess. But I would like to mention Monika Sochka from Poland, uh, who is uh, around my age, who has three kids and always uh, play chess on a very high level. And I know she's a very good mom. I know she takes care of family or takes care of kids. And she was able to combine. <laughs> of course, she had to help, but still, this is she's my role model for being mom and playing chess. Very good and mm-hmm. have very positive attitude to everything, managing yes. everything. And the second person is Pia Kramling, who is right now 60, who played even better than uh, Monika Sochka. And uh, she's right now 60, and she's still very strong. Yes, yeah. and... Uh, this is exception from the rules, and she's the only one, unfortunately, who is playing chess and such is. And she was 50. She was winning. I think she had best performance on chess, recent chess Olympiad. 
I need yeah. to yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah, this is amazing. This is amazing. She takes chess very seriously, playing on extremely high level through all her life. And last one is uh, my good friend, uh, Ketivan Arahamia Grant, uh, from Georgia, originally from Georgia, now from Scotland. Uh, she became GM around of age of 40. <laughs> so wow. see all my role models, I kind of uh, <laughs> like uh, who is close to my heart. Of course, uh, I I like Magnus Carlson, but <laughs> she doesn't have two kids, right? And he's young, <laughs> so that's right. why. Of course, I admire like people for different skills, and uh, like the question uh, already. I know I noticed you have a question about my role model, and uh, I want to say that I don't have one, and just I admire people for different skills, and I want to take like small good part from <laughs> from many many <laughs> players yeah yeah that's great i'm glad you mentioned those three women who you admire um uh you know i'm, I'm glad you brought those those women up because um that's great to hear about them and, and and to hear that perspective so yeah thank you for sharing that that's fantastic so you know i was gonna ask you a question about upcoming tournaments but we already talked about that a little bit what you plan to attend next and uh things like that but uh, one question related to that that I'd still like to ask is um, just uh, what, what your preparation is like these days. Actually, maybe that does tie into what we're talking about, being a mom while competing professionally. Um, you know, do you, are you able to put together like consistent time for chess preparation each week? Or is it, does, it, does it vary a lot right now for you in terms of what you're able to, to set aside for time for chess? Uh, I was able to do it uh, before Karen's Cup. Before, somehow, <laughs> somehow it didn't work well because when you have kids, they're getting sick, and especially when kids are so small one and goes to like daycare, and especially with COVID, mm -hmm. when they were at home all the time. So it's uh, when I study chess, I like uh, don't be disturbed, and this is how I teach my students. So. If you read a book, you're not supposed to watch TV and uh, play with your dog. So this is not <laughs> this is not the way to study chess. And when I study, I prefer I put my cell phone somewhere far away. I say, okay, I like to lock my door <laughs> and uh, make sure that nothing disturbs me. And uh, when you have uh, COVID, when you have two kids at home, so like forget you cannot <laughs> organize it. You can, but it's Yes, not six hours. Yes, yeah, and yeah. Uh, this is uh, how my routine looks like. And uh, I know that my um, weaknesses, uh, this is also um, advantages of being, um, I don't want to say old, mature in chess. So, sometimes <laughs> you just know what you have to study. Sometimes you know your weaknesses without uh, or without coach. That um, also, like, one of the reasons that I didn't have coach, that uh, I was thinking, I know what I have to study. I know what I have to do. If I will do it and this will not help me at all, then maybe I should, uh, like, hire a coach and uh, talk to him about what else can be done. So, yes, and I knew what I need to train. I knew what uh, I had to do. And uh, I did it. Yeah, yeah fantastic. And like, like I said, like with adults, always something will happen, something unexpected. <laughs> <laughs> right, absolutely. Well, you know, just one question that, that came to mind as you talked about that, because I remembered how you said earlier in our, inter in our interview today that maybe one of the differences for you in winning Karen's Cup is that you replicated how you prepared uh years ago like when you, i think you said like, yes 20 when, years ago <laughs> yeah <laughs> so is that something that you will continue to do cons considering it may have worked well for you here of course <laughs> <laughs> yeah. easy, easy sometimes <laughs> we have argument with my husband how you should study chess now <laughs> i think he, he ran off out of arguments <laughs> <laughs> right exactly um 
So yeah, I just want to finish uh, this interview, Anna, with uh, just a handful of uh, simple, easy questions that I like to do at the end of an interview. And uh, this conversation has been fantastic. And I want to uh, thank you so much for being uh, on the yeah, show. Thank because, you. Uh, I'm glad to be here too. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great conversation. It's great to hear what you have to say about all this. I love it. Um, yeah. Just a handful of uh, questions to wrap up. You know, you don't have to take these seriously. These are just fun questions. Do you have a favorite chess player of all time? Uh, no, I don't have. I already answered this. I admire. So sometimes I have. I remember it was uh, Viktor Karachnoy on certain time, like Kasparov. And mm-hmm. I don't know. Now I'm re- really rooting badly for Fabiano Caruana. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I understand. Maybe he's my, uh, he's my like for, for a year or something. <laughs> favorite. <laughs> yeah. uh, you don't have to have one, but do you have a favorite game that you've played uh, in your own competitive career? And if not a number one, maybe just a favorite? Uh, Vatava Zatonsky, Reykjavik, I think 2003 or 2004. Okay. And and why is that? Uh, because it was um, uh, it was a certain wi- windmill. How often mm. you have a windmill in your chess <laughs> games. Right. And this is also a combination of some strategy and uh, some tactics. I see. I see. Um, so yeah, uh, question on openings, and this doesn't. I don't. When I ask you your your favorite openings, it doesn't have to be from the perspective of like what's the most effective in a in a serious tournament. Just what you enjoy playing the most. So, what's uh, your favorite opening to play as white? Sicilian, uh, Sicilian uh, with G three, E four, C five, G three. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, and then okay. So how about as black? I don't know. Maybe, <laughs> maybe <laughs> central counter with queen d6. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's all my childhood openings. Gotcha. If you could play any former world champion, who would it be? Um, this is also this very interesting question. I would like to uh, play someone with... Uh, so do we consider Paul Morphy as a world champion? Sure, we can we can count them. Yeah, <laughs> we can, yeah, because it's interesting to like somebody with very old generation to use all my knowledge with computer, with end game knowledge, with all these people who didn't have this uh, many opportunities to study chess. And uh, let's see how I would do against them. Maybe Capablanca, somebody from really really. Yeah, all yeah. is better. <laughs> <laughs> Um, if you had a career other than chess, what would it be? Um, this would be something with um, uh, like genetic research, probably, and uh, mm. someone like helping people. I cannot be a doctor because I'm when people suffer, I suffer together with them. So I, <laughs> I can unfortunately I cannot manage it. So I cannot like I know like doctors they have to get rid when they go home they should stop thinking about uh, diseases and things like that. And probably I wouldn't be able to stop. Otherwise, I would be a doctor and like, work in hospital. But I think genetic research, this is a field where you can uh, make some, you still can invent many things there. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's a great answer. I love it. Well, I, I just want to say thank you so much again for being uh, a guest on the show. I had a great time talking to you, and and I loved all your insights and hearing your stories about your tournament experiences. And once again, congratulations on the huge victory uh, at Cairns Cup. And I'm um, excited to see what comes next for you. I have a feeling it's going to be the you know the beginning of more uh, exciting uh, experiences and and victories at at future tournaments so um uh just wishing you the best and everything that comes next and i thank you so much for being on the show uh thank you so much i'm glad to be here too and i hope also your last verse will come true <laughs> and i will have another like great tournaments and another reasons to have interview thank you so much thank you for i wish old especially uh uh, elder generation a lot of success enjoy the game and play many many good games that's great thank you anna thank you daniel thanks for listening this has been a production of my business adult chess academy and that has a website with the same name if you want to look for it you can also find me being way too active on twitter by searching my username lona underscore chess see you next week